Hello, sister friend. Welcome to our Freedom Rises podcast. I believe you have been divinely led here because freedom is calling. Are you sick of holding on to anger and resentment? Do you wish you could find freedom from disappointment? Tired of numbing your pain and insecurities with busyness or distraction? Do you wish you could see yourself the way God sees you and experience his peace? I see you, sister. I was you. Hey, I'm Gemma. I too felt overwhelmed. As a working mom with no support, I wanted to feel joy, experience peace, let go of unforgiveness, overcome shame and negative thinking. But I could not see beyond the chaos in my life. Finally, after years of battling, God restored me and renewed my hope. I found inner freedom. And I'm here to help you do the same. If you are ready to surrender to what God has planned for your life, grab that cup of masala chai tea and sit with me. Hello, sister friend. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so glad you're here. Are you still holding others responsible for the misery caused? Still waiting for them to fix your pain? What if I told you it's time to take responsibility for your part of the pain? I know, it's hard. But in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about recognizing if you're playing victim and ways in which you can get your power back. I hope you're ready for this. It's very easy to shift responsibility to someone else because we're human and we all like to blame and find others, find the bad guy for things that have happened to us. And yes, stuff happens and it's true we get hurt, but there is some part of responsibility that we need to take. Often we say things like, it's your fault. You're responsible for all these problems. If you had not done this and this, things would be different. We can blame anyone from our spouses, our kids, our friends, extended family members, our boss, our church, the government, and even the weather. I mean, the list goes on. You get the idea. But I want to be the first one to admit I'm guilty for not owning my part of the mess. I spent many years blaming my husband for all the problems in our marriage. I don't know if you relate. And don't get me wrong, I'm not sitting here taking lightly what you are experiencing or have been through. My heart goes out to you, sis. Because people actually hurt you and do horrible things. They cause so much pain. But I just want you to know that people who have caused pain are guilty for what they've caused you, but you are responsible for fixing the situation. Maybe I need to elaborate a little bit more. I'll give you an example. This is a little bit extreme, but just to see if I can get the point home. Imagine you're involved in a car accident and you were badly hurt. The driver would be guilty for causing the pain, causing the accident. However, it would be your responsibility to make sure you get to the doctor and do whatever you need to do to get well. So we can't control what people do and we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we respond. In this case, you may be lucky, maybe they've paid for your treatment, but you're still responsible for attending all the treatment and the therapy sessions that you need to get you well. Perhaps you are in an emotionally damaging or traumatizing uh, relationship as a child. However, when you become an adult, you are responsible for getting all the help you need to get you back to functioning. I know it sounds harsh, but what I'm trying to say here is that there is an element of responsibility that we need to take. And I just want you to see that. Today is all about taking responsibility for our part, 
not the person who caused the pain, just our part. Perhaps you're thinking, I don't think I blame others. Well, I just want to give you a few examples to help you recognize if you are, because you may not even realize that you're doing it. And the thing is, it's so sneaky, sis. But the moment you actually think that someone is the cause of your misery or think that someone has to change the behavior so you can be okay, then there is an issue. And I'm not referring to violent behavior because that's totally different. I mean, you shouldn't be putting up with violent behavior anyway. That is stuff that police should be dealing with. But I'm talking about other non-violent behavior. Nobody actually needs to change for you to be okay. And if that's the mindset, sis, then you're playing victim and you need to take your power back. You see, there's so many ways in which we're playing victim. And little things like, these are a few sentences what we often say, if my job was not very demanding, I would be okay. Or if the taxman did not take a lot of my money, I would be able to save. Or if my partner did not, if he treated me well or better, then I would be kinder to him. Or if my children were more helpful around the house, then I wouldn't be so tired. I mean, the list goes on and on. But these are different ways in which we play the blame game. So we're letting other people take power, take control. I know I've had my fair share of playing victim and blaming others. And believe me, sis, it doesn't take you anywhere. Another way of recognizing if you're a victim is defensiveness. If you say things like, oh, no, you don't understand my situation or try to explain your situation, then you actually fit that category perfectly. Another way is hiding away, avoiding the spotlight. You don't want to share your feelings or express yourself in case you fear that you'll be attacked. So you don't speak out when you know you want to. So there's this kind of silent victim you're playing. And obviously another major one is complaining, which I'm guilty of. I spent a season in my life complaining about how I was being treated. Can you relate to this? But according to John 6:43, complaining is a sin. And Jesus said, stop murmuring amongst yourself. Complaining is probably one of the worst things we can do for ourselves, especially if you want to move forward in life. I had Joyce Meyer said, um, she says that when you complain, you remain. She explains it as a corrupt form of conversation that causes many people a great deal of problems in their lives. It also opens many doors to the enemy. Complaining and grumbling carry destructive power that destroy the joy of the person complaining, but also affect other people who have to listen to them. I mean, have you ever been in a work situation whereby you just have this colleague who just goes on and on and complains all the time? I mean, it's not good to listen to stuff like that. In fact, Joyce goes on to say that complaining is like whistling to the devil. When we complain, we're calling the devil who will come quickly and give us more misery. And by the way, did you know that when the people of Israel went into the wilderness, God repeated repeatedly warned them about complaining, but they did not listen. Remember they were saying things like, oh, oh, we are tired of eating manna, even after God had provided so much. And the, the, so many complaints, they wanted to go back to Egypt, uh, all sorts of complaints. And what was meant to be an 11 day journey from Egypt to the promised land ended up being 40 years. Can you imagine four decades wandering 
in the wilderness of death and destruction just because they complained. And I mean, when we hear this, uh, what happened in the Bible, we think it's so far away, but our lives are exactly the same. We complain about the weather. And I think we have complaining just becomes automatic. We don't even think about it. Oh, there's too much traffic. We're always complaining about little, little things. And it just becomes a habit. Oh, it's too dark. It's too hot. Oh, oh, the water oh, oh, in the restaurant. I mean, we have so many ways in which we complain. Anyway, I, I hope I've scared you enough <laughs> of complaining. It certainly did do something for me. And every time I try to complain about anything, I try to remember that when I complain, I remain and try to think of something to be grateful for instead of complaining. The thing is, like I said, if you keep complaining, it becomes a habit that leads to self-pity and feeling sorry for yourself. The last one on recognizing um, if you have a victim mentality is that people who play victim tend to love themselves too much. Every time it's about them, they talk about, oh, these people are talking about me. These people have done this to me. It's always about them. And I don't know if you can relate to any of these uh, examples I've given you. And if you do, then I want to let you know that it's dangerous to complain. The danger is the moment you blame other people or other things, you have made the situation their fault. And I'm not talking about the weather because the weather can do nothing about it. Now this is about people you're complaining about. You have made it all about them. And therefore you have nothing to do to fix the situation. Let's say you're complaining about a friend. It's like you have willingly handed over your power to them over the situation. And since you have given them all the power, there's nothing left for you to do. So guess what you do? You sit down, cross your arms and wait while they fix it. Wait and wait and wait. The danger with that is that sometimes the people you're complaining about don't even like you. <laughs> and some don't even know about it. The problem is by giving your power away, you do not get a chance to affect change for your situation. You miss the opportunity to learn and grow from it and become a better version of yourself. And you know what? The funny thing about life is that there is always a way it presents you with a similar situation, sis. And if you keep passing the opportunity to learn and grow from that situation just by blaming, guess what happens? It's going to repeat itself again and again until you get frustrated. I had a wise man once say that our problems are a sign of life. And it sounds mean, but it's really true because everything is hard until it's not hard. So when you manage to solve a certain situation, it will be easier next time because now you have found out a solution. If it's how to relate, if it's a conflict situation, you get wiser by not blaming, by doing whatever you can, however hard it is to try and fix it. I hope now you're convinced that you want to get your power back and take responsibility. But you may be wondering, what do I do now? You know, this person has done this thing to me and uh, I'm really mad and this person keeps doing this. What can I do? I want to give you four things to help you. And the first one is recognize that you're playing victim. Everything starts with awareness. 
When you're aware of something, you can do something about it. And the second one is forgiveness. Forgive those who've hurt you. Sometimes it's not always possible to forgive face to face, but whatever you need to do, write a note, write a text, email, oh, but whatever you do, forgive that person. And remember, forgiveness is not for that person, it's for you. You're doing yourself a favor. You're releasing all the negative energy to a lighter energy and bringing back your peace. Forgiving is hard, but no one is worth substituting your peace for. Ask God to help you. You see, every time you feel anger towards that person or people, take them back to God and keep asking him to help you to forgive again and again and again. Just keep doing it until you get a breakthrough, until you're no longer angry, however long it takes. I know I've had to do that over and over again. And you know what? Sometimes and I didn't even think that God could help because it just felt like impossible for me to forgive. But I promise you, God does help you. And the other thing is forgive yourself. It's hard to forgive others when you have not forgiven yourself. And the thing is, God does not condemn you. He loves you, sis, and accepts you as you are in your imperfect self. He already knows you're a hot mess but still loves you anyway. And he can help you to forgive yourself and forgive others. And the third thing is prayer or meditation. Prayer is probably the first thing you need to do the moment you become aware because prayer changes things. And you need prayer for God to help you to forgive and forgive others, forgive yourself and forgive others. Prayer is simply talking to God about the situation. And God commands us to forgive. Matthew six fourteen. And I'm going to read from the easy version. It's a new version that I've just found out, but I love it very much. It says, Jesus said, when other people do wrong things against you, you must forgive them. Then God, your father in heaven, will also forgive you for the wrong things that you have done. And you can look up more scriptures on forgiveness so you can meditate on them. And the final thing is manage your mood. Become an observer of how you're feeling. And be aware when the victim mentality is creeping in so you can stop it in its tracks. Change it for an attitude of gratitude. It's so easy to feel moody and angry all the time. But try and make it. It has to be intentional. This is an intentional journey. Think of something you can be grateful for about that person. And if there's nothing, then think of something you're grateful for in your life. I've, I've had to do that so many times. But whatever you do, make it intentional because you cannot give if you can't forgive if you're not intentional about it. Think of something you're grateful for about that person or something. you. If you can't find that, think of something you're grateful for in your own life. I'm sure there will be something. Just make it intentional. So just to recap, we've talked about ways to recognize if you are giving your power away and blame is a fast one. Being defensive, avoiding the spotlight, complaining, and when you think it's all about you. And we've talked about what you can do when you're ready to own your part of the mess. And the first thing is to become aware, because once you're aware, that's where everything starts. Then forgiveness, which is forgiving yourself and others. Prayer or meditation and managing your mood. All right, sis, we've got some work to do, but I know you've got this. And I'm praying God's peace and strength over you as you walk through this. And if this episode has blessed you in any way, please share it with another sister. And until next time, big hugs and take care. Gemma.